This week on the Computer Chronicles, making movies on your PC. The author of Digital Video for Dummies will be here to help you choose a camcorder. Then we'll show you how to get video from your camera into your computer. This is the new iMac DV and Macintosh optimized for digital video. And we'll also show you the new Macintosh Screamer, the Power Mac G4, and some very powerful desktop editing software from Apple. Plus my pick of the week, an electronic book that is really slick. It's all coming up next on the Computer Chronicles. The Computer Chronicles is brought to you by BigStar.com with thousands of videos and DVDs for the whole family. Additional support by TechWeb for up-to-the-minute technology news. And by TVA, Television Associates, bridging the worlds of computers and video with DVD authoring and MPEG encoding services. Hi, and welcome to the Computer Chronicles. I'm Stuart Chaffee. Well, just about everybody has a camcorder these days, and many video buffs have already moved up to digital video cameras, or DV cams. The problem is, what do you do with all this video once you've shot it? I'm sure you've all had to sit through those horrible, unedited home videos. Thanks to the PC, though, you can now do amazing things with your video using your computer as an editing station. What we're going to do today is show you how to make movies on your computer. The first step in the process, of course, is to shoot some video. So we'll start out by looking at some of the basic choices in cameras. And here to help us do that is the author of this book, Digital Video for Dummies, just out, Marty Doucette. Welcome, Marty. And you actually have some software uh, bundled in here, editing software. On the CD, we have Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator, Premiere, and After Effects. People can learn how to do digital editing from the book. Okay, let's talk about cameras now. We happen to have three Canon cameras here. We're not recommending Canon, but it's no. a good example of the different right. levels of cameras. And we'll start out with the Allura. It's been very well regarded, well rated, but this is sort of the bottom line camera here for a digital video camera. First of all, we ought to explain that, I guess. What's the benefit of a digital video camera as opposed to an analog camcorder? Well, a digital video is all ones and zeros. It's okay. either going to work or it's not going to work. <laughs> and so once you've uh, recorded on digital video, you maintain the same digital, uh, digital quality throughout the entire life of the editing and back onto the tape. So basically better quality, in particular if you're going to move to a computer where you want it to be in digital format. Right. And independent of which, it doesn't matter which camcorder you're dealing with, they're all working off the same standard, the IEEE 1394 right. standard. All right. So let's talk about the Allura then and why would I want to buy this particular camera? What are the features? Well, this Allura is, first of all, it's compact and it's small. It's, you can literally fit it in your purse if you want to. Right. I don't carry a purse, but you know what okay. I mean. And, and in addition to that, it, uh, like I said, it's able to take a full-size mini And they DVD all use tape. the same cartridge, 60 basically. minutes, right. It's a single-chip camcorder, which is how the price is maintained. Mm -hmm. But uh, the value of this is that it, it has a progressive scan, which is really good for people that are into the web authoring. So it's that's a, a form of scanning which would be most appropriate for publishing your video on the web? It's, a, it's the best because it doesn't work with fields. It deals strictly with Got frames. It. So if you're interested in putting your video on the web, that's really this, the best choice for this you. This is a good one, right. What does this cost? That's about $1,600. Got it. All right, let's move up the chain then to our next guy, which would be the GL1 over here. And tell me, first of all, how much would this one be? How much more money? This one's about $2,500. All right, why would I spend more money for this camera? Well, first of all, the main thing is it's three chip rather than one chip. Meaning? That, that means that whatever you're able to connect, be able to collect with one chip, you're doing it times three. You're putting, you're collecting image for the R, the G, and the B. All right, so one chip for each of the primary colors, you're better quality going in quality. again. Right. And as a result, you're getting a, a really high-end kind of uh, digital video signal to start out with. 
But in addition to that, there's a lot of production quality. Yeah, it looks like it has better lens, number one. It has what Canon calls a fluorite lens. This is a, their latest technology. They, they've really found a way to increase the chrominance. And one of the big problems people were saying about digital was the mm -hmm. fact there wasn't a good chrominance quality. Okay. They've overcome that with this particular camcorder. It also has some production value in that it also can get into being able to control the individual settings such as you can control aperture with this. So a little more manual control. Manual control, camera. totally. If you want to control shutter control, it, it'll do the whole job. Would this be it. appropriate for doing sort of medium level professional kind of shooting? It's a good one for videographers, for instance, okay. for people training videos, people that uh, get into event videography. So it better than the consumer vacation stuff, but absolutely. not really high end quite it's, yet. It's, it's very good. Yeah, I mean, a lot well, of, a lot of CCD is good yeah, lens. It's, uh, it's not broadcast quality in some of the features, but it definitely Got is it. the quality. All right, let's go up to the next step, and this is a very popular baby with I know mm -hmm. a lot of our crew guys who shoot professionally. This is the right. XL1. This is the XL1. And what price again here? We're looking at something around the $4,500 range. Uh, it looks this. more like a really professional cam camera here. Right. It's and so what, what do we get here for the extra money? Well, first of all, one of the things that Canon is proud of is the fact that you get to have an interchangeable lens. This all is right. a 16 to 1 lens, which can be taken up to a much higher magnification through digital, but uh, but it is an interchangeable. You can go so to wide. Comes with lens. again big lens, better lens, and interchangeable capability. Exactly. What else? Well, this also has PC. All of the digital video has PCM quality sound, but this also has manual control of sound, which means that you can get into changing uh, a number of the features of your sound. Plus, this particular camcorder goes into, can get into what's called balanced sound, mm -hmm. which means that you can actually get into uh, XLR kind of quality. So not only better video, better audio in this guy. Turn it around too, because I see yeah. you have a wireless mic operation in there. You can actually use this with a wireless microphone. That, that kind of brings up a whole different issue, and that is that there's an entire industry being built around this XL1. This particular camera. It's so right. popular. For instance, this is a uh, receiver that was made specifically for the XL1 feeding an XLR mm. or balanced input into uh, audio into the camcorder. Why don't you pump its menus up here so we can take a look at some of the options and sure. ways you can set I'd the be, XL1 I'd up. I'd be glad to. This has, gives you an ability, I'll just turn it on here, and if you just press the menu function, mm -hmm. you're actually be able to get into, let me just point it away a little bit there. Okay. You get into uh, being able to control a number of the features just like a, most other professional camcorders. So you've got you different audio modes. 16 by 9 right. if you want to go to that. that. Zebra pattern if you want you can get, Yeah, all the, other, all the kind of functionality that makes it possible for you to do some high-end video. Yeah. So uh, now with all these cameras, you can also take digital film, right? Right. Well, this this is, a, uh, is a very good uh, medium for being able to snap a photo and, and be able to get a... a yeah, a, in fact, we have an example of uh, a picture right here taken with uh, with one of these cameras, and right. you don't have to buy two cameras, right? It's a high, almost, almost a high-resolution yeah. print. All right, thanks for the guidance. My pleasure. All right, Marty. Well, once you've shot the video, the next step is to get it into your computer. One way to do that is with a video capture card. And here to help explain how we dump video onto our hard drive is Sarah Lynn Levine of Matrix. How are you? Good, thanks. Okay, now we were talking digital video, FireWire, IEEE, and all that stuff. This is the sort of more consumer level. You just have the plain analog camcorder, and you still want to edit and do nice stuff on your PC. You can do it now by using something like this? Absolutely. Matrox has introduced two flavors of our G400 card. This is uh, What's nice about this is that you have something called dual head. And for the Marvel, which is what we have here today, your primary output is your monitor, your secondary output is your TV. For someone who is more for the business market, you can choose between two monitors, a monitor and TV. All right, so one step at a time. You buy the card, yep. you put the card in, yes. that enables us to get your video in. And what you're saying, you can also look at your editing operation in both the television monitor to see what it really looks like and the computer at the same time? Absolutely. With the Marvel here, you have your primary output, which is your monitor, your secondary output is your 
TV. So, so this would be like a professional environment where you might have the computer for the editing controls, but a real TV monitor to look at the video. Right, and it's a consumer type setup or a professional type yeah. setup that's brought down for the consumer. We've gotcha. made it really easy to use. Now it comes with this breakout box, right. and what's the point in this? The breakout box is really a way that you can, you don't have to crawl around on mm -hmm. your hands and knees behind your PC. As you see here, we have um, the camera plugged in. All right, so you don't have to go sneaking behind the exactly. computer to plug all the wires and you have an external box right. to do that. Everything's with. color coded. You know, yellow is for your video, red is for your audio. You've got video in, video out next to your monitors. It's really easy to use. All right, so we have a basic camcorder set up here. Just mm -hmm. show us what the process would be. You've got all your Matrox stuff in there. I want to now take video and dump it onto my hard drive from right. my camcorder. We're using Avid Cinema, which is a really easy to use consumer. Comes bundled with it? That's Comes bundled with okay. it. Video editing software. We're in the sto storyboard mode. Once you bring your video in, we have a live feed going on mm -hmm. right now, and it's just a matter of plugging in your VCR. And you there's see, a live TV picture. Yeah, and that's it's as easy as that. All you okay, do. Okay, it happens to be live, but I've obviously could have shot video, come back, roll the right. tape off, and your dump it in your computer. Your kid's birthday party, your kid's vacation, your school trip, anything you want to do, you. Uh, so basically, have a it's as simple as plugging in the cables to your breakout box and playing the tape, and then dumping it in your. In Absolutely, your PC. and all you do, it's two uh, easy buttons: record and stop. And we are actually recording video right now yeah. so we can see the crew, we can see everybody around. Okay, let me ask you one thing. Now what you do, I understand it's different here, is you actually do editing in hardware right. as opposed to software. What does that mean and explain why that's better? Well, why it's better is that two reasons. First of all, you're not dependent on the CPU speed. So if you don't have a P3 500 or the latest and greatest system... We're using your board really for that? Right. All of the, the, the rendering, all the, the compressing and decompressing of video is done by the graphics card, okay. not by the CPU. So you don't have to invest in a big computer. Right. So the minimum system requirement for this is a P2 233, which is great because okay. your install base is much wider for that. Got the it. other reason that hardware is better than software is because your image quality is going to look better. You're going to okay. spend three hours making a, a movie. You don't necessarily want your, sure. your quality look better. You're not going to have drop frames or bleeding or, or okay. poor image quality. So let's go into your Avid Cinema again. This is the editing software. Now I'm confused. This is editing software, but you're editing in the hardware. This is just sort of a control The Avid interface. Cinema is the, the sort of holding your hand through the whole process. Okay. Avid has made it very easy to do the video editing by going through. But if you've got this card, you're really doing, again, the hardware editing inside right. the board here. Exactly. All right, so just give us a brief intro. I've got the video in now. I think you have some clips you've put in right. before. What we've done is, if we go into our edit mode, I had uh, downloaded some clips before we mm -hmm. got here, and it's just a matter of starting off your video. You can see on this little window here what your your video looks like, right. but you and can see a full head screen. There's our dual head operation there. Yeah. Exactly. Avid also allows. So, so you, you had like little little effects here. Yep. That's part of the software. Transitions, titles, sound effects. Um, you know, you can do in voiceovers, and here is us. Just there you uh, go. added That's in. That's a shot before. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so again, basically you buy this Matrox setup, which gives you the breakout box, gives you the software, gives you the board, and you're ready to do videos on your PC. Absolutely. Uh, with a with plain old-fashioned analog camcorder. Yes. Uh, you can use a camcorder. You can use a VHS tape. You have a, a variety of different okay, choices. Okay, not appropriate for a DV cam, right? No. Gotcha. No. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, coming up next, we'll look at the new iMac DV, the new PowerMac G4, and some very impressive editing software from Apple. Well, the Macintosh has been the platform of choice for creative types ever since the days of the early Macs and desktop publishing. And when it comes to video, the pros still look to Apple for a powerful editing platform. In fact, there are two new Macs that are killers for working with video. We're going to start with the iMac DV, and John Bass of Apple is here to show it to us. First of all, what is it about the DV version of the iMac that makes it so right for working with video? Two key things. 
The first is iMac DV has FireWire port in it, so we can plug into our okay. FireWire cameras. And the second, it's got a program installed called, I, or called iMovie. All right, so ready to roll. All right, so let's show how you would use this. Let's uh, show how easy it is actually to get the video into your iMac DV. Great, so we've got the digital camera here. We've also got the FireWire camera, or cable, that comes with iMac DV. So out of the camera and just hot and just plug right into the iMac. Just hot plug it. Computer's on, the software's running. I'm just going to plug it in. And then as soon as we turn our camera on, iMovie instantly recognizes that camera is attached. And now we can start controlling Great. that so camera. So you want to start dumping some video into your, into your hard drive. Right? That's, that's how we begin. In the past, it's always been hard. With iMovie, it's pretty simple. We just click this import button here. And the I'm fact is you can remote control your camera is what you're doing there. Absolutely. The camera has just entered play mode. It's starting to, to transmit the video across our FireWire cable. It's going straight into the computer, being recorded on the hard disk. Got it. iMovie's even doing automatic scenes. Now it's auto scening it over there. Right, right. All the different scenes. Every time that, that you press the start, so stop it recognizes button. a button switch in the video itself. Exactly, and it's just dropping these into the uh, into the well here. All right, so let's take it to the next step. You've got your your iMovie software built, and we want to start to build a movie now. I start to pick shots and want to lay them down this timeline. How do I do that? Simply, we just we just grab our first clip up here in the shelf. And we can, of course, preview that clip in the shelf to see what's going on. If there's even extra footage in this, in this clip that we don't want to use, right, we just grab that extra footage and press the delete button. So okay. cut, copy, and paste type uh, video editing here. All right, so you lay shots down on your, on your time. How do you determine what the transition is going to be from shot to shot? Well, so we've, we've trimmed this video. Let's just drop it into the timeline here. So I'm just going to drop this particular between clip those two between a couple of scenes. And then, and then you're right. It's, it's time to put these transitions in here. So we, we go to our transitions palette. We've got a scrolling list of our different transitions in here. I simply click the one that we want to use, like a, a push right transition, mm -hmm. and it previews it in our palette. Right. We can click the preview button to see it on screen. But to actually use it, we just drag that transition down and the that's what I want to get from clips. that sequence to the next sequence. Exactly. All right, let's go to titling. How do you create titles in iMovie? Move to the titles palette here. We've got another scrolling list of different titles that we can use. So you simply click on the title that you want. Yeah, select a, a, a different one. Or I think you could create an original one and type it in. You bet. And let's okay. go in here and, and just in this uh, text entry field, we'll uh, go ahead and type our, our text. So we'll say, what really happened, mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. OK, and then to use this particular title, we just grab the title and we drag it down here to our timeline, just like we did our transitions. All right, now what about doing dealing with audio and sound effects and music and so on? Exactly. Let's uh, move over to our timeline again, and I'm going to switch into our second palette here. Okay, the second so palette. Can see audio. Okay. Right, the blue line at the top is the audio that came in with the, uh, the video that, that we're using. That was the sync audio that went with the, with the video? Exactly. If you want to bring in music from an audio CD, we can simply go to our, our music panel here. I'm going to turn the volume down just a little bit so it's not too loud for us. And we click on the, uh, the, the track that we want to use. We want a track use. off an audio CD that's in there. Exactly. And you click the, the record music button. Now what's going to happen is, is uh, the, the CD player starts playing. I can hear the music. We can also see the video as it's happening on screen. So we can, so can synchronize sync up the music. What about sound effects? Can you sync up sound effects with the video? You bet. Let me just trim this audio back a little bit so, so I, I, I don't have so much of it coming into the That's obviously movie. a spot where you might want to crash sound or something. Exactly, right? exactly. You didn't have it. So um, uh, I'll move to my sound effects palette. And we've got all of our different sound effects here. I'll just grab a drum roll, and we'll just drop a drum roll down here into the timeline. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that that, uh, that crash sound effect is just lining right up with the, with the title that we rendered a few minutes ago. OK, so we've dropped our different music 
uh, effects in here, our sound effects, we've got our titles and our mm -hmm. transitions. Uh, we've created a complete movie. So we're going to play the movie? That was pretty quick. Let's play it right play now. Play the movie, all right. Just click the full screen display button. There's your title. Yep. There's your music. Mm -hmm. There's your video. You'll see our first transition here in just a moment. It's a push right. Okay, so that was that transition. There mm -hmm. we go. There we I go. Push right over there. That's right. So now once you've created your movie here, the magic then comes from getting it out of your uh -huh. computer and back to the camera. That's where DV really comes in handy. We can send it right back out that Bring same right firewire cable camera, and record it, it right back to tape, carry it to grandma's house. What does this whole operation cost if I want an iMac DV and want to do what you just showed me? iMac DVs start at $12.99. The special edition that we're working on is $14.99. What does that add, special edition? The special edition has twice the amount of memory. It's 128 uh -huh. megabytes, a little bit larger hard, What's hard, a hard drive? drive, 13 gigabytes. Oh, wow. And it also comes in the cool graphite color. Okay, thank you very much. Very impressive. Okay. Well, if you're really serious about creating videos on a computer, you need lots of storage, of course, a really fast processor, and high-end editing software. Well, we have it right here. It's the new PowerMag G4 and Apple's new video editing software called Final Cut Pro. Andrew Baum of Apple is going to be our tour guide, Andrew. All right, so we're talking high-end here now, really professional-level video production, That's right? That's correct, professional editing effects and Okay, what do we get from the G4 that we didn't get, say, on the iMac G4? Well, the G4 has a velocity engine, so basically it's an enhanced performance for video and graphics, so you'll get better rendering and better performance. And faster stuff in general. You got that Okay. Right. Uh, and the software we're using is called Final Cut Pro, and this is really high-end stuff, professional editing environment, too. That's right. It's professional editing effects and compositing for people doing broadcast, traditional broadcast for TV, as well as web broadcast. All right, so show us how we would use Final Cut Pro here on the G4, and just show us building up a typical movie sequence like we saw before with John. Okay, for example, here I've got a piece, and I've already got an endpoint here, and what I'm going to do is put a duration. I'm going to go right up here, put a duration, 1.33. Hit return, and what happens here, it automatically puts an out point. So I'm only going to use this portion. So you told it how long you want that scene to be. It automatically puts the in and the out in there, or you had the in there. It adds the out automatically. That's okay. correct. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to drag it over, and you see an edit palette automatically pops up. Okay, so different ways now you have choices of putting in that piece of video, which, which are what? That's correct. You have an insert, overwrite. Insert, just drop it in. Right. Overwrite, replace a previous sequence. Right, replace, and then you can also do fit to fill, which will fill a gap. Because if you have a gap to space with nothing in it, it'll create the shot to fill that space for you. That is correct. And a superimpose, which you are compositing lay a one different layer. On top of That's right. Picture. Okay, so which one do you want to do? So in this situation, I'm going to do an insert, and all these uh, different functions can be done by the keyboard or from a drag down mm -hmm. menu too. So I've inserted it right here, and now I'm going to open another clip. This is a clip where I've done a three-point edit just for a time sake. I've all right, let's done. explain three-point okay. edit. It's like an L cut where the audio comes in and the video comes in later. Is that what you mean? That's exactly. And you correct. can do that. Yeah. So what all I have to do is I can go up here and you can do mark split video in and video out, okay. or I could just do a control. Tab and do it right here too. So here we have the audio comes in. So this is a sound bite sort of. You want to get him talking over the video and then come to the picture of the guy talking. That's exactly right. Sir. So then the, both here at the end, the audio and video uh, comes out at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'll just slide it right into the timeline, and you'll see that the audio starts right here can we before play that the video. Here? You yeah. sure can. There's the audio, uh, and there's the audio and video got together. It. And what I'm doing here is. You're seeing a representation on the computer monitor. Simultaneously, you are seeing an NTSC broadcast coming version out coming yeah. out of the camera, which you could actually put out to your right. NTSC monitor. Now, as I understand it, one of the things you can do here with Final Cut Pro is actually plan it out ahead of time, create a storyboard, and then grab the entire storyboard down into your timeline? That's exactly right. 
So I'm going to open a storyboard right here that I've already done. So you already pre-selected all these shots and the sequence and the order and so on. That's correct. It's like a book where I read left to right, top yeah. to bottom. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to select all the 34 clips I have. Some have audio attached, some don't, some are a few frames. It's going to carry all that information down to correct. the timeline. I'm going to take it all to the timeline, drag it right in, and I just brought 34 different clips. That was it. Right there. That saved you a heck of a lot of time. It did. Now I need some audio. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to open an audio file here, and you can edit up to 100th of a frame. All right, for so a audio. lot more power over the audio here exactly. in Final Cut. Pro. I can keyframe and control it. We have filters to control. How many audio. tracks can you lay down here? You can do 99 tracks of audio, but wow. you can nest it so you can actually unlimited tracks of okay. audio and 99 tracks of video. All right, so lay down some audio. For so us. right what now I add? have two tracks of audio, but Final Cut Pro is pretty smart, so I can just drag the audio right in, and it sees that I need two more tracks, and it creates them automatically. So let's just play back what I've done in like four moves. Mm -hmm. So you've got the audio track right there. And then you have several different video clips with audio. This is that whole storyboard thing you laid down That's before. That's correct. So let's stop it right here. Say I wanted, for example, a transition. Yeah, exactly. What I choices do we have there? I can just do a control click. There's many different ways. I could do keystrokes. I could do pull-down mm -hmm. menus. But I've just done a control click here. And I've added a transition. And it's going to put... Now, where did, I mean, how did it know what transition to add? It's using the, my favorite, the, the so default. So it has a default transition That's here. Okay. That's a cross-dissolve. Cro cross-dissolve. And I can double-click on that transition right here, and it actually opens in the transition window, and I can control the length right here, and I control different parameters. This transition was actually written in the, our scripting language. So you can create your own new transitions That's inside correct. Final and, Cut Pro. That's uh, correct, and effects. So say I wanted a different transition, I can just go to a different tab here, the effects tab, and I can go... We have dozens of transitions. I can snap to it, take a cube spin, just drag it right in, and you'll see a cube spin there. And you'll see different controls. I can start and finish it. I can put a border with different colors. I can change the length once again. And once again, this was written in our own scripting uh, text format. Now, one other cool thing I want you to show us is the ability to do really high-end compositing here and okay. really add layer and layer. Show Great. us how you would do that. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to open up a file that this is a Photoshop file that we've imported and we've maintained each independent layer. So that's what we see at the bottom there. Each layer is a separate line. Right, exactly. So you can, you can do anything you want with each one of those letters. Right, so I can put filters on, I can do motion. So I'm going to take the S, which is a separate layer, that, and put a keyframe there. Then I'm going to go forward in time, put another keyframe, and what I can do is I can like, actually drag that S down. So you're really going to animate that S in the end of the title. That's correct. And I have a Motion, control, control and I can actually control the acceleration right there. And let me just go back to the beginning, and you can play back what I, I just did so you can get an idea. And there you go, that S. I can have it spin. I can do everything. Right. Now I could just open this up. Let's get into broadcast quality right here, how it would look and not in wireframe. Now let me double-click on that specific S. And what I can do with here is actually go to the filters, and I can go to, say, for example... Like ripple it or something? Yeah, a ripple. Let's yeah. go for a ripple. I could just drop it right into the... Filters tab, and you'll look at the S, and, and it's it rippled. Rippled just yeah. the S. And all right, real, real quick, you've got a PowerBook G3 over there. Before we run out of time here, you can actually do all of this on a PowerBook and go on the road and do the same kind of editing. That's correct. For pretty much the first time, you can do editing, effects, compositing. Well, let's just grab this out here in the and I'll just play it right there. And that's the same deal. Yep. So right now, there's no wires. Wires. Basically, we have a newer technology firewire card, and I can plug the camera right in. Right. I can do editing, effects, compositing, and bring it that's on. That's dynamite. Uh, last question, exporting, mm -hmm. where can you take this to? But basically, you can take it to any professional format, and what I will show you is right here, I go right here, and I can go export, and let's get it okay, to the export. QuickTime format. Oh, I got it. 
and I can basically have all the different codecs okay. I want to do Andrew, and so forth. Thank you very much. Alrighty, that's our look at digital movie making. I'll be back in just a moment with my pick of the week. Don't go away. Now for my pick of the week. Well, we've been looking at digital movies. Now I want to show you the newest in digital books. For years, we've been hearing about electronic books and magazines. The Internet has done some of that, but face it, you don't really want to read a book on your computer. Well, there is now a new electronic book that goes further toward being the real solution to paperless reading than anything I've seen before. This is the Softbook. It's about the size of an average computer magazine. It weighs only around three pounds, and it is really easier to read than paper. Let me show you. It features full-size magazine pages, so there's no squinting. And if the print is too small, just click one button, and you get larger print. It preserves the page-turning metaphor of paper books by letting you simply click and turn the pages forward or backward. You can dog-ear a page just by tapping in the corner over here. And you can do things with a soft book that you cannot do with a paper book. Can't remember the last reference to that character? Just search for it. When was the last time that name was mentioned in the book? Just hit select and previous. You can highlight text, even make your own handwritten notes. What's really great about the soft book is you can download books from the net without a computer. The Softbook has a built-in modem, so you just plug into a phone line and download your reading. It holds about 5,000 pages, so you can carry around the equivalent of about 20 books. And you can actually publish in the Softbook format. It could become MP3 for authors. For more information, go to softbook.com. That's it for this edition of The Chronicles. Thanks for joining us. Check out my weekly web radio show, Talking About This Week. Just hit the radio link on the about.com homepage. We'll see you here next time. To purchase a videotape copy of today's program, call toll-free 1-888-310-7850. Please specify the show number and the topic. The Computer Chronicles is brought to you by BigStar.com, with thousands of videos and DVDs for the whole family. Additional support by TechWeb for up-to-the-minute technology news. And by TVA, Television Associates, bridging the worlds of computers and video with DVD authoring and MPEG encoding services. Next week on the Computer Chronicles, robots. Anyone can build a robot these days. Thanks to the robotics invention system from LEGO, we'll show you how it works. This is Terminator, an award-winning robot built by several high school students in California. And would you like to pet Ibo? He's the absolute latest in consumer robots. We'll show you what he can do. Plus, we'll meet Psy, a new robot that you can program on your computer. And finally, Pioneer 2, a robot that can see. Also, my pick of the week, a new robot game that is absolutely addictive. It's all coming up next week on the Computer Chronicles.